It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Top of the morning to you. Welcome into the program. This is game time. Your first word in sports. We welcome you into a Wednesday edition of the program. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And we are off and running. What do we got? We got March Madness. March Madness has officially begun. As we go around the horn and say good morning to Ward White. Ward, good morning. How are we? Good. Ryan, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Tom? Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn it. There you go. I'm good. How are you, Tom? There we go. <laughs> it's a little knob on the left there, Ryan. A little knob. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so we're, we, we've, we're off and running. And we're glad you're with us. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. We got baseball. We got basketball. Uh, we've, uh, we got some football boy. The Cowboys were incredibly active yesterday, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And so was the NFL, but I'm telling you from a Cowboy perspective, they got a lot, uh, a lot of things going on. Uh, I think I saw one headline that said, got three, lost two, something like that. So we'll get into that a little bit uh, later on today. So, uh, all kinds of fun stuff on the program. We will, uh, We'll visit with Bill Pollack from Big 12 this week. Get his thoughts on the NCAA basketball tournament. Jim Haller is going to join us. He'll uh, he'll break down some of the, the men's and the women's brackets, and uh, we'll talk to him about uh, where we are with uh, with this NCAA tournament. Should be a lot of fun. So we got that for you. We got a lot planned here this morning uh, on the program. Were you surprised by the activity by the Cowboys, Ward, that, so, that it was so – I mean, they were they were moving. They got what they 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 got two or three guys. Their deals redone, freed up some room, and then immediately the next day went to work. Well, I, I I'm not surprised at all. I think that they they're trying to figure out what direction that they want to go and be able to get a line for the draft and and know what money they're going to have and and where they need to position themselves for the draft. So it's better to go ahead and get it done if you know that that's the direction you're going to try to go. And they've had the conversations before yesterday to be able to know who they want to go ahead and get signed and, and get that pushed on the other side of the table so they can start doing their due diligence to find out, okay, now what direction in free agency do we need to go? And how do we want to position ourselves for the draft? So, I, I to be active on day one, not real surprising. All right, they they got a lot done. We'll get to it uh, in our eight o'clock hour. There is some movement on the coaching front. You know, Bill Brock was with uh, Kim Mulkey for several years at Baylor. He moved over to the McLennan job. Did a great job there. In fact, they got an at-large bid. They're going to be in the uh, in the NJCAA National Tournament next week. We'll talk to Bill a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk to Bill probably early next week about that. But also, we've learned that Bill Brock has accepted the head coaching position at Tarleton State University. When the when this season is over, 
with McLennan, whenever that may be in the national tournament in Lubbock. He'll be moving to Stephenville, and he's taking over the Tarleton State University job. So congratulations to Bill Brock for uh, for getting that gig. And, you know, look, he's moving into a uh, into a Division One position. What are they, in the WAC right now? Correct. So uh, he's he's going to get that that job, and and uh, he'll be he'll be patrolling the sidelines in Wisdom Gym as the head coach of the uh, Tarleton State Texans for a little while. For a little while till they build a new gym. Oh, I'm like, okay, is there something I <laughs> was it a one year gig? I mean, <laughs> no. Do you know where they're building that, by the way? I do not. I remember the announcement for it, but I have no clue where exactly it is. So there's uh, a I'm new not... auditorium coming? Yes. Wow, they just continue to do all kinds of cool things at, at Tarleton. Mm-hmm. I did see, and I don't know where I saw it yesterday, but there's a picture posted someplace of the new end zone situation. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Very it's, nice. It's finished. Very nice. So good for Tarleton. They got things going on as they, uh, when I was broadcasting their games, they were an NAIA program, and now here they are, Division One program. So there you go. The growth and development of Tarleton. So good step there. So congratulations to Bill Brock. We'll, uh, we'll get him on the program next week, talk about the, uh, the High Lassies and their move to, into uh, Lubbock as, a, uh, at-large, as an at-large bid. And they'll, uh, I think they begin next Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday next week. So we'll get him on the program early next week. And uh, talk about it. Maybe Monday. We may do it Monday before they head out to uh, to Loving. So uh, we'll get Bill on the program and, and talk about that. And maybe by then we'll uh, we'll be able to chit chat a little bit about the Tarleton job. But the fact of the matter is, he is going to be leaving Waco and and headed to Stephenville to take over the Tarleton State job. All right, guys. Uh, how about the the Baylor baseball team? Boy, that's uh, that's impressive. They shut out the Rice House six to nothing. That was a win that they really, really, really needed. I mean, after after a tough weekend, they go out and they get it done. And really what's cool about it is that right-hand pitcher Will Rigney made just his second appearance since returning from an injury. Will, Will's been dinged up his entire Baylor career. And he, uh, he, he went to the mound last night through a couple of innings and looked good doing it. And it was just great to get him – back out on the mound and you want good people to do well and and that's uh that's one of those good guys and uh Rigney was was able to go out and and get the start for Baylor and and he went two innings and uh no hits no runs no walks punched out five five strikeouts uh in 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 28 pitches so that means he threw strikes stop and think about that he he punches out so he throws at least 18 you know so he's to get to get the twenty eight uh, to get the five strikeouts, he's got to throw at least eighteen strikes, and he threw twenty eight pitches. So you know he came in there pounding the strike zone. So good for him. Uh, Kobe Branch had a nice night at the top of the order, three for four, scored a couple, drove in a run, and Bader does get the six nothing win over the Rice House to improve to six and eleven on the year. So they they they, uh, they got a good feel, I guess, as they get ready to welcome in Kansas State in conference play. But it just or it just seems like yesterday that the season was getting underway, and now we're already into conference play for the Bears. Mm-hmm. So it's here. It is. It is time to go. All right, uh, and don't forget tonight there is softball tonight. This was an add-on. Remember uh, the uh, the Baylor women were out in California playing softball, 
and they had their last day basically rained out. So they came home having missed a couple of ball games. So they added a doubleheader today against South Dakota State. The Jackrabbits will be here for a doubleheader over at Getterman beginning at 4 o'clock, and we'll have those games over on our sister station, uh, Cool 101.3, beginning at 3.45. 3.45 for the warm-up, 4 o'clock first pitch. Jackrabbits, Bears in, uh, in softball. Then, of course, the Bears are in action over the weekend. I believe it's the U of H that is going to be in town for a uh, a series with uh, Glenn Moore's team. So, all right, a lot going on. Now, uh, we will tell you that, uh, of course, the NCAA basketball tournament did get underway as Southeast Missouri State and Texas A&M Corpus Christi got together, as did Pitt and Mississippi State. And, and I was listening to the broadcast last night. Had to run a couple of errands. I was listening to the broadcast last night. Uh, there were one of the one of the announcers brought up that he would like to make sure that it stays in Dayton. Why would it not? It, I mean, that town has they've taken to that to that those first four in or whatever you call it. I mean, they love it. It was a packed house last night. I mean, I mean it it it, it looked fun. It was exciting stuff. So. I would think that that would be a, a great place to keep it, don't you? Yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. So you would hope that that they don't mess with it, and Dayton, Ohio continues to host that event. So, And there's two more tonight. Two more tonight. So we'll get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes. This is game time, your first word in sports. It's 7.09. Tom Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're with us, and we are back to talk some hoops. We'll do it next on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Bear Basketball from the NCAA Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Men's Basketball opening play in the NCAA Tournament Friday in Denver against Cal Santa Barbara. High noon for the countdown to tip-off. 12.30 tip-off Friday. Follow the Bears through the NCAA Tournament with Pat Nunley and John Morris here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. been three years since COVID-19 changed life around the world. If there's one thing we've learned during that time, it's that Central Texans are tough. Waco Family Medicine is here to remind you that COVID-19 can be more dangerous when you're unprotected. A safe, effective, and free way to stay tough against COVID is with vaccinations and boosters. Visit wacofamilymedicine.org slash vaccine for info about the safety of vaccines and a list of places to get yours in Central Texas. When it comes to COVID-19, a little poke can lead to a lot of protection. 
Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, Ryan, let's talk some March Madness. By the way, uh, Bill Pollock from the Big 12 this week program is coming up at uh, 7.30 this morning. We'll uh, talk about the NCAA tournament and whatever else we, uh, we can get into as far as the Big 12 is concerned. Jim Haller is uh, coming your way at 8.30 this morning. All right, guys, if I would have said the first team from the state of Texas to advance in the NCAA tournament, would you have thought – Immediately, uh, Corpus Christi coming to mind, AM Corpus coming to mind as the first team to advance to the NCAA tournament out of the Lone Star State. Well, I mean, they did the first opportunity. Yes, they did. But if you'd have said, hey, who's the first one to move in the, into the next round, I would have never said Well, hey. I don't know. That, is that really a next round? I think they punched their ticket to the tournament. Well, it, was, it says right here that it was a 16 I, seed playing. I know. It's a 16 seed playing a 16 seed. I'm going to say, yeah, this is the tournament. This is the, well, no, it's called the play-in, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. I think they punched their ticket to the tournament is my view on it. Four teams have to play an which, additional game again, to win the national championship. Which, again, I don't need these play-in games. Go back to the way it was, and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them, but I don't need them. Just pick the 64 and be done with yes. it? Yes. This is more TV money. I guess. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out if you're playing to get in the tournament, how can you be an 11 seat? You're ranked ahead of 
four or five other, well, more than that, you ranked ahead of about 14 or 15 other schools. How are you an 11 trying to play in? I could get the 16 trying to play in, but mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, so A&M Corpus does win 75-71. Congratulations. You now get to go play Alabama. <laughs> How about that one? It can happen. Well, sure it can happen. Absolutely can happen. I think they said that they're not scared. We're not scared. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, they got it done 75-70. Well, they're both, you know, Close competitive games. I, I started to say good, but Pittsburgh and Mississippi State was anything but good. It was close, and I think they had a ton of lead changes. But man, they were they were. You know, I'm sure that they're both going to have to take take ice baths this morning, last night, and this morning. I mean, it was a physical game. There was never a really big lead in the game by either team. I don't know that there was ever a run. I mean, I think there was like, oh, I don't know, twenty twenty one lead changes, something like that. It was just one of those slobber knockers, and. Pitt had a 60-59 lead. Mississippi State had a great look at the basket, missed the shot, had a point-blank tap-in, and still couldn't get it done. And so Pitt wins the game, and they advance. Yeah, they advance. So I just, you know, so I don't know if they're in the, you know, they're in it now. I'll tell you that. So they are. I mean, it, but look, they both shot 38% last night. Mm-hmm. A little bit of nerves. Um, and, and both games were a little sloppy to start off, and that's the way these play-in games are. They're all the teams are nervous, and um, that's it, probably the biggest crowd they played in front of this yeah, year. Yeah, they, they just—it's—they're not great games to get into the tournament. They never—they're competitive, but they're not great games. You don't see lights out play by anybody. Now, watch tonight. There probably will be, but. It just usually doesn't happen that way because both teams kind of start off slow on in all these games, and they did again last night. Well, let's ask the question, shall we? Do you want the play-in games? Do you like the play-in games? Or would you just rather have the tournament selection committee pick 64 and let's get started on Thursday? Hey, it, again, it. I don't care either way. Almost to the point where – Okay, it, this it is what it is, and that's mm-hmm. fine, and it gives me an opportunity to watch some bonus basketball. But it it's just a money grab deal for TV. See, we call it a play-in game. The NCAA calls it the first four games. Well, <laughs> again, it's semantics. Posi- yeah, it's positioning. Yeah, well, of course it is. Uh Tonight, FDU and Texas Southern. We could have two Texas teams advance. <laughs> Texas Southern tonight against FDU. And then the uh, 11 game, the the two 11s that are playing, Arizona State and Nevada. So that'll be the late game uh, at, uh, I think, 8 o'clock tonight. Both of those are on True TV. True TV. Uh, 540 for uh, Texas Southern and FDU. And then eight ten for Nevada and Arizona State in the first four of the NCAA tournament, and again at uh, Dayton Arena in Dayton, Ohio. And again, man, that place was rocking. I mean, they were having fun. It was a packed house. It's uh, you know, it's leave it there, leave it alone. I agree. I don't, you know, I've never heard that they are really considering moving it. But I mean, there was a conversation last night I heard, and you know, one of the things was don't move this 
this first four play-in, whatever you want to call it, out of date. And so, uh, and hopefully they won't. Hopefully they won't. Uh, to, they'll play the, the two tonight. And, and then, boys, 11 o'clock-ish on Thursday morning, the fun begins. Now, when we do our show Thursday morning, are we talking to a bunch of folks that are all of a sudden going to catch a uh, slight case of the flu or maybe the bug? That's they already have it. They've oh, already, really? They've taken off already. <laughs> they just they can't get well, so they. No, it's a national holiday. Thursday, so that'd be good stuff. And then Friday is you know day two of the tournament plus St. Patrick's Day. I mean, it's uh, this this is a big week. This is a big week for March. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll. Uh, We'll see how we'll see how many people are at work on Thursday and Friday this week. Not many. Do you think really people? A lot of people call in sick. Yes, I think so. You think the? I guarantee it's the biggest day of absence. You think these places all over town that have yes. nine million TVs are going to be rocking? They'll be packed. <laughs> how fun is that, huh? There's, there's gonna be, so I'm sure all over town there's going to be food and drink specials and. Big screen TVs and all the mm-hmm. games on, and I guess it it really should be a national holiday. I mean, this an opening day. Oh, I love days. you. Oh, yeah. See, there, I love me some opening day. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I think uh, I think opening day is a is a good time. A yeah. So we could have President's Day. We could have Labor Day. We could have opening day. We could have opening of the tournament day. I mean, there's a lot of things where we need to take off from work mm-hmm. and and enjoy and partake of the tournament. And I was gonna I was gonna ask this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it out to you guys and I want everybody's opinion as well on the C and C Collision Center text line. What's your favorite sporting event? What is your favorite? I mean it is look and I'm not asking you what your favorite sport is. But what's your favorite sporting event? For me, this is it. I love March Madness. And I don't know if it's because of the 15s beating the twos every once in a blue moon or if it's, you know, like last night, the game came down to a final tip in. or Everybody has a chance. And everybody in America begins the season with a chance to get in this tournament. And once you're in the tournament, it's 0-0. Anything can happen. Absolutely. That's why the NCAA football should have a tournament like this. I agree wholeheartedly agree i i just think and 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 it's not just one day for this thing this is this is all month you know we're going to gear up for thursday friday saturday sunday all month then we're going to do it again next weekend then we're going you know, you know what i mean it's super bowl is one sunday afternoon slash evening uh and i love the world series but you don't know if we're going to play four times or seven times you know with this event that this thing is going to go on and on and on, and it's, it's you know, until we get to that Monday night. I love it. And that's why I think I like the Masters Golf Tournament as well. It's, it's, it's among my favorite events. It's, you know, it's four or five days, mm-hmm. you know, you, and, and then it's, it almost is the ushering in of spring. You turn the television on, and that place is gorgeous there in Augusta, Georgia. The golf is good. The, the course is tough. Uh, and it's a beautiful, and you know, I don't care what the weather is. They're in short sleeve shirts. I mean, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the, 
the 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 ushering in of spring. So I, I love that event as well. And again, look there, I the excitement level of a college football national championship game I love. But it's one night. It's a one Monday night. You know, this is an entire month of events. So uh, some some good stuff. And again, it's all in the, in the eye of the beholder, what you like the best. Uh, from the 907 guys, let's see here. Uh, it's uh, March Madness for sure. Okay, so great. There's there's one that's voting for uh, for March Madness. And then we have another. This is Justin. Uh the day after the Super Bowl is, is, is a needed holiday. <laughs> Not wrong. Nope. <laughs> you know, that's why I said, you know, the other day, uh, well, yeah, a few weeks ago we were talking about it. I said, would you be opposed, since they take the two weeks off anyway, would you be opposed to playing the Super Bowl on Saturday night rather than Sunday night? Give us a day to recover. I mean, I've, I I know. I don't want it. I, but Monday's a tough day after the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, especially for us, it is what it is. But yeah. I, I still want it on Sunday. You want the championship on Sunday? I get it. I mean, you're 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 into the traditions. I, I get all that. Uh, but I, you know, especially since you take the two weeks off, you could play on Saturday. You could. Just kick, wouldn't feel right. Kick off about six o'clock. Saturdays for college football. But it's February now. I don't care. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, and again, you can join us. We'd love to hear from you. What's your favorite sporting event? And I'll ask you that too. I mean, can would you have a would you have a a rough time if we played the Super Bowl on Saturday? Would you? No, I wouldn't feel bad. I, I, I remember how tired I was coming in here Monday yeah. morning after this past Super Bowl. I mean, in we. We could have, like, not only the Super Bowl halftime show, she could do an after party. Oh, Lord. On TV. <laughs> I mean, they could televise it, kind of like you know, American Bandstand. Remember American Bandstand Ward? <laughs> on I Sat- do. <laughs> it was on Saturday. It wasn't on Sunday. So we could do that after after the game, after all the post-game celebrations and the presenting of the trophy, the Lombardi trophy and all that. Then we could have a big concert again. So... I mean, you could do that. It's Saturday night. You can do anything you want to. <laughs> Seven twenty-six. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Follow the Baylor Bears throughout the NCAA tournament on ESPN Central Texas. Live coverage of the NCAA basketball tournament from Denver, Colorado on ESPN Central Texas. Join John Morris every weekday afternoon at 3 o'clock for the latest on the Baylor Bears and the NCAA basketball tournament. Our continuing coverage of the NCAA basketball tournament is brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts, Southwest Sports Medicine, Richard Carr, Buick GMC Cadillac, and Myatt Fuels. John Morris live from Denver on ESPN Central Texas. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Hi, my name is Russ, and I work for Wackert Realtors with local offices in Waco and China Spring. I've lived in the Waco area for 20-plus years, and as an Army combat veteran, 
I understand the needs and concerns veterans and active duty have when it's time to find your dream home. My specialty is veterans, but I'm here to help all whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. I've got you covered. Call Russ at 512-417-9772. Salute to all veterans in Central Texas. Get your wings now at Fazoli's. Visit Fazoli's today for irresistible, crispy, craveable wings. Start with traditional or boneless wings. Tossed in your choice of signature sauces. Savory, sweet, or spicy. Served with your choice of creamy blue cheese or ranch for dipping. Indulge in an order of crispy, saucy wings or add them to your favorite Fazoli's dish today. Dine-in, drive through or delivery only at Fazoli's, where everything's better with wings. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary by location. Fazoli's and logo are federally registered trademarks of Fazoli System Management, LLC. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN, Central Texas. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find T-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. If your vendor does not value your feedback, you're with the wrong one. At UBO Business Services, we are serious about being in the service business. We send a survey after every service call. If it's positive, we call or email them with a thank you for their feedback. If it is negative, we call to see how we can make it better. No matter what your business is, we are all in the customer service business. In your office, if your sticker does not say UBO on the machine, do they really care? Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Will Rigney struck out five of the six batters he faced to lead Baylor to a 6-0 win over Rice. The baseball Bears are now 6-11 and start conference play this weekend hosting Kansas State. Baylor softball is at home this afternoon, starting at 4, playing a doubleheader against South Dakota State. You can hear those games on Cool 101.3 FM. MCC softball is also home today for a conference doubleheader against Weatherford. First pitch at Bosque River Ballpark is 1 o'clock. The McLennan Highlanders, meanwhile, start conference play on the road at Weatherford. That doubleheader gets underway at 3 o'clock. The Cowboys have acquired cornerback Stephen Gilmore from the Colts for a fifth-round draft pick. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Seven thirty-one. Welcome back into the program. Game time presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Studios. Uh, Jeep Ram. <laughs> I'll get it right. Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, and we are in the Alan Samuels Studios. Easy for me to say. All right, uh, let's uh, talk some Big Twelve basketball, and and uh, let's let's welcome into the program Bill Pollock from Big Twelve this week. Bill, good morning. We appreciate your time. Let's begin by talking about the uh, the teams that made the NCAA tournament or. Maybe the one that didn't. What was your thoughts on on Oklahoma State? Were they a tournament team, or did they just not do enough to get in at in the end of the year? 
You know, I was really pulling for him, and great to have uh, you guys invite me back. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, you know, I was pulling for Oklahoma State. I really thought that they uh, that they were going to do enough. I, I think the uh, I think the early exit uh, in the Big Twelve tournament, you know, didn't help their chances. Uh, I was a little surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that they weren't taking over West Virginia. I, you know, I know uh, West Virginia's gotten quite a bit of love. I mean, to be, uh, you know, in that eight, nine position, I, I just, I wasn't sold on West Virginia myself personally. That was just my perception. And I always thought Oklahoma state was just a little bit ahead of them. So yeah, I, I thought you could have taken the Cowboys and um, you know, that was a, that was an iffy one. And, and maybe had they had a little more success there at the end of the season and in the big 12 tournament, that, that might've been enough to get them over. What do you think about them in Youngstown State starting in the NIT tonight uh, after the first round last night? They get their opportunity tonight. It, is this a good pass for them in the NIT? Yeah, it is. I, I think it is. And, you know, it's an opportunity to, to build on for next season, too. So, you know, finish the season strong and, and take what was given to you and uh, and build on it and, you know, get past Youngstown State and, you know, get that first one under your belt and, and move on from there and, and try to have a good run. This is a an opportunity, I think, for them to go really far in this tournament. I want to take you back to the Big 12 tournament last weekend, uh, both the men and the women in, in Kansas City. In uh, this Kansas City does a tremendous job hosting this event, but as the footprint of the conference gets bigger, could you see a scenario where the the Big 12 basketball tournament moves around a little bit, and or or would you like to see it lock into KC? Well, I'm I'm close to the the KC area where I'm based, uh, and so I, I I love it. I love the venue. I love having that one central spot, but you're right though. I mean, you know, we're going to be expanding to, you know, at least BYU, Cincinnati, Florida, uh, again, Kansas city is still centrally located, but you know, who knows what happens beyond that? Do we add some PAC 12 teams? Uh, you know, do you get the corner States involved? Uh, you know, then, then maybe do we? perhaps, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, nobody knows at this point, commissioner, your mark, he may know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, to your point, if you do start to expand, uh, does Dallas come back into place? Are there are there other venues? But you know, I, I like that. I, I like that both. I just think it's unique I, that both tournaments are in the same city, and um, and I think they're going to be in the same venue next year, or how, how, however it works. But Kansas City is a great place. It is centrally located, and, and even if they do expand, it, it's still centrally located. It's a great city. I'd like to see it stay for personal reasons, but I could also see them wanting to move around and, and shake it up a bit too. In the NCAA tournament, is there a Big 12 team that you think that may have a difficult time advancing to the second round? Um, well, the, the West Virginia, the 8-9 matchup with, with Maryland is interesting, but um, you know, I do like West Virginia's chances in that. I, you know, I don't know if anybody gets tripped up. The conference was so strong, and, and maybe I'm just looking at it through – you know, the, the big 12 tinted glasses. I, I don't know if I see any potential trip ups um, in this first round. I, I think this would be a, a really uh, clean round for the big 12 moving forward here. And I was going to ask uh, conversely, particularly among the teams that uh, at the top, who has the, who has the best route to the elite eight or, or the final four? Yeah, well, you know, Kansas is playing well. I'll tell you, though, the team that, that I keep going back to, um, one is Texas. Um, I just think that they're playing great basketball right now. Uh, you get past Colgate, 
uh, Texas A&M could be, you know, yeah, they could be kind of tough. But then you look at, you know, what else is in your way? Xavier is okay. That that would be a, a tough one. But I don't know. I mean, that path to get there, even just to get to the Final Four, going up against Houston. And um, I know Houston had a great year. I don't know if they played the, the level of talent. But, you know, I'm looking at what's coming out from that side. And, you know, Indiana, Iowa, nothing really impresses me there. I, I mean, I like the path for Texas. If they get past Texas A&M, they could really be cruising. I, I'm pretty high on them. And then, you know, the other one to kind of watch out for, and this is kind of hit and miss. And, and, you know, when you look at the Big 12 teams throughout the whole conference schedule, it was kind of hit and miss. They all kind of had their spots where they, they struggled at some point. But if they get hot, Kansas State could make a strong run too. Um, they could, you know, certainly they get past Montana State. Uh, if they face Kentucky, Kentucky somewhat down as a six seed. Uh, when when Kansas State is playing right, they can win that. And then, all right, you look at what Marquette, Michigan State, yeah, they can handle that too. And uh, you know, Tennessee has kind of had their issues. Purdue, um, you know, that that would be a, a tough matchup there. But you know, the way that Jerome Tang has had this team play at times, they've looked really good and they've looked uh, every bit the part. And if they get on that hot roll, that's another team that uh, I think could could some surprise some people that go really deep on. On the women's side, you have several teams in the NCAA tournament as well. Is there a team that catches your eye that, that can make a run in this tournament? Well, I like Texas. Um, I mean, I really do. I think that they're, uh, they're – I think the job that, that Fick, Fick Schaefer's done there. Uh, and, you know, don't count out Iowa State. I think they got a lot of momentum. Uh, Ashley Jones, uh, you know, huge, huge player there. So um, this is really good, uh, you know, good stock of – that we've got coming out of the Big 12, and I thought that uh, a lot of times throughout the year they were overlooked. But yeah, I mean, I think any of them can get hot. But you know, at the end of the day, though, is there anybody that can can hold up against the South Carolina? So you know, national championship hopes probably not. But deep runs, yeah, there's a couple schools there. Do, do you like the format that the that the women use uh, with with particularly early with the uh, if you're a top four, you're hosting? I yeah, I do. Um, I, I do because I think that, um, and, and maybe this will change as as women's athletics continues to grow in, in popularity. But uh, I, I think there's a, there's an advantage from the sports side of things. Just playing gives you something to play for during the season. Hey, you got a chance to, to host, um, you know. But I think from a revenue standpoint, though, if you have it on home courts um, in in front of home fans, you're going to draw more people. Now, again. As women's athletics grows, and certainly women's basketball is doing that, you may have that opportunity of where you can generate ticket sales by moving them out to remote locations. But, yeah, I like it. I, I think it's good, and I think there's an incentive for uh, for teams to grab that spot, and um, and it helps with the atmosphere. And when you're watching the games, it's more exciting on TV. Yeah, I do like it. I hope they don't change it, but I could see the dynamics that, if, if you can make more money and generate more revenue by, by doing it differently, then, you know, I'm all for that. But, yeah, I do like that setup. March Madness is getting started, and that means one thing, that spring football is is right here upon us. What's going on at Oklahoma oh, wow. State? Oh, man. You know, I'm trying – what are you concerned about? Well, yeah, the mass exit and not yeah. having a spring game and just a, there's a – there's a bunch of things going on at Oklahoma State that raises an eyebrow. Yeah, I mean, it's really odd, and I know they, they talk about the construction and all that, but, I mean, I think you could find alternatives. And, 
Well, the point is Texas you know, Tech is having construction and they're playing at a high school stadium for their spring game. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, you got to try to uh, the way the season ended. You would think that you'd want to try to build some momentum. You know what I mean? And, and try to get that fan base pumped up and try to do something to say, "Hey, we're ba- you know we're back. We're in college football mode." And 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 to not have that. And, yeah, it is an odd situation, and I don't know the inner workings, and I don't know what the, the thinking is behind it. Um, you know, maybe Coach Gundy just wants to keep everything under wraps and, and just not draw a lot of attention and maybe get back to the basics and and try to tighten things up with everything that's going on. But that is odd because this is the time of year where, especially, you know, I mean, I know the, the basketball team's in the NIT, but um, you, know, you don't have anything really right now to, to really rally around. Yeah, that's um, that is an interesting situation, um, and you know, I guess somebody's been doing it for a while. I guess you know you trust you trust this process, but yeah, it is kind of a head scratcher. Just uh, the optics and, and the excuse, especially as you know, you talked about Texas Tech; they found a way around it. So yeah, it's odd because this is an opportunity. You know, and I, you know, we we talked about this and talked about it on, on Big Twelve this week with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, especially for you know for Oklahoma State now with. You know, Oklahoma getting from the conference, there's an opportunity for, for teams to ascend and, and take those spots as the hated, hated foe. You know, you've got Oklahoma, Texas, those are the teams that you circle on your, uh, you know, on your schedule. And, you know, I thought Mike Huddy being there, the longest tenured coach in the Big 12, you got a chance to, to build that program and you become the team that everybody wants to beat. And that's a, a great position to be in. And they've kind of stumbled. You know, last season was was kind of a mess, and now you know what's going on with the spring game stuff. It's, you know, feels like a lot of things are in limbo. They, they have an opportunity that they could grab that spot, kind of like what TCU is doing. You know, with Sunday Dykes, they they kind of jumped on board there, and you know, who's gonna who's gonna be that the next two teams that you want to take down in that conference? And it was a great opportunity for Oklahoma State, and it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds this summer and in the fall camp for them. What's the biggest question that Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears have to answer in the spring? Well, um, you know, consistency. Can they can they bounce back? Can they continue to grow the program? Kind of along the, the same lines of what I was just talking about. Can, can Dave Aranda continue to get personnel in there um, and, and develop the positions, build depth? Uh, and I think that that's one of those programs that has a chance to really elevate themselves and, and not just be a you know, a flash in the pan program where you have two good years and then you got to retool a little bit and get some transfers and, you, you know, you have a little you know, down here, something where you can start building nine, ten wins. And that's the, the challenge for Dave and I'm glad that, you know, he's staying there and, and is a part of that program because I think they can, they can build something really big. But that to me is the, the big thing now. you you got to build that depth and, and start becoming a, an eight, nine, ten game winning program on a consistent basis. Hey, Bill, tell us a little bit about uh, Big 12 this week. Yeah, Big 12 this week airs uh, Wednesdays. The first airing of the program airs Wednesday, 7 Central, and we've got a great uh, batch of radio stations from the Big 12 footprint that carry the show. And then it airs on uh, Sirius XM Channel 375, Thursday night, 6 Eastern. And then you can also find it on a podcast on most of the uh, school athletic websites. Big12sports.com, wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And we try to cover everything. I try to do it. Um, it's almost a one man band at times. I try to you know, hit on the top stories. We've got a big preview this week. In fact, um, 
my guest, and we'll spend a big chunk of the time talking about the, uh, the men's tournament, is uh, uh, Pat Nunley from uh, uh, the Baylor Radio Network. So he's my guest this week, and uh, he's just a great guy and, and knows so much about not just Baylor, but the Big 12 and college basketball. So he's got some great insight and looking forward to a program on Wednesday here. That's perfect. He is a He's a great guest to have, indeed. Hey, we appreciate your time, as always. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, guys. Have a great day and enjoy the tournament. You do the same. Bill Pollack from uh, Big 12 this week, our guest. It is 744, 16 away from 8. You know, and, I'm, and I apologize, I failed to mention this, but uh, we talked about this yesterday. Aaron Rodgers is going to speak today. Ward, are, are you on the edge of your seat? I am. Do you think he actually makes the announcement? I do. Do you really? Do you? I, I think so. You remember, this is the show that... You remember he called out Adam Schefter, Ian yeah. Rappaport, so he's not afraid to speak his mind and tell the truth on Pat McAfee's show. So I, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if he made his announcement on the show either. I, I for some reason, and I have no clue, of course, but for, for some reason, I think he's just going to string people along again, and and announce that he hasn't made up his mind on whether he wants a trade or whether he wants to retire. And we know that he doesn't really want to retire. Is there? And I look. I'm on record saying I think I, th- I thought I think he's going to play in Green Bay again. I'm, I'm now more more of this drags on. Looks like I'm going to be wrong. Nothing unusual about that. But uh, is there any chance that he ends ends up back in Green Bay? I think there's a chance. Not much of one, though, right? I I think, I think he's a jet. The longer this thing drags out, now he apparently he gave a list of some things he'd like to see happen as far as some free agencies is concerned. Some say that's a list of some free agents that he'd like to obtain. Others say that's a demand. He handed them, said, "Go get these guys," before we even go any further. So. I don't know. In the, in the one thing I did here, what if they don't win it? Then you've wasted a year, maybe two, right? Just. I think you position yourself in a good way to give yourself a chance, and that's all you can do. But they don't, they don't have a chance with the quarterback they have right now. Well, no. But, but you go get Aaron Rodgers, you got a chance. Do you wreck your roster? With all these veteran guys, and then you I don't know. It worked out over. for the Rams. Yeah, it did. No, no. You, I mean, look, you're 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 doing the all-in thing. But if you don't get it done, boy, well, it's a chance you have yeah. to take. I mean, how bad do you want it? Would you be excited if the Cowboys went all-in, pushed all their chips to the middle of the table? I thought they have. <laughs> well, they haven't because they don't have an elite quarterback. They think they do. Well, good for them. They think they're delusional. They well, I, put the Johnny Walker blue down. I, look, I've said this a million times. I agree with you. I don't think he's a top ten quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. And you don't win with good quarterbacks. You win with great quarterbacks. Depends on what you surround them with. Well, you better go get some great players to go well, around them. That's right. But and they you, don't have that. No, they don't. So, all right, seven forty-seven. What what time does this this show come on? Do we need to? Noon. Okay, so it's at noon central. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so Aaron Rodgers speaking at noon central. Let's all, uh, st- you know, does the world stop spinning because AR is going to go on, or what do they call him, A-A-Rod? <laughs> A-Rod. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers will talk at noon today, and uh, we'll see if he makes the announcement of what he's thinking or or what the case may be. All right, 748, this is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas, and we are presented by Alan Samuels and brought to you in part by Advanced Foundation Repair. When it comes to your home's foundation, accept no substitutes, except only Advanced Foundation Repair. We're going to talk a lot about Advanced Foundation Repair, but here's the one thing you need to know. Here's the one thing. If you don't get anything else, get this. FixItJimmy.com. FixItJimmy.com. That's where it starts with Advanced Foundation Repair. Look, Advanced Housing Leveling and Foundation Repair has been lifting homes for over 120 years. Trust your foundation to the most experienced company in Texas. You know, uh, you may you may walk into your house and, man, in the summertime, you have a hard time opening up that that drawer. In the wintertime, you have a hard time keeping that drawer closed. I mean, it happens. It does. Uh, particularly here when it gets so dry and then, you know, and, and all the things that go with it. So why not check with the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair? They're going to show you where your home is within building tolerance or where you may need some work. They're going to explain more precisely where any work should begin and equally as important where that work should end. They'll match real-time measurements to the physical evidence of the movement in your home. That's what they're going to do for you. Then they're going to sit down. They're going to walk you through it step by step by step. Need some help? It's fixitjimmy.com. Fixitjimmy.com for advanced foundation repair. Baylor Bear Softball, all season long on 101.3 FM. Baylor softball has added a doubleheader at Getterman Stadium this Wednesday against South Dakota State to their schedule. 345 for the warm-up show, 4 p.m. first pitch Wednesday on 101.3 FM. Join Jared Brown for Baylor Bear Softball on 101.3 FM. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. NeighborWorks Waco is now in their 30th year of assisting families in the Waco area and purchasing their first home. Today, over 3,200 families have been assisted, and these new homeowners have gained over $320 million in home equity through these years. Would you like to be a part of these results? Give us a call at 254-752-1647 or register to get started at www.nw-waco.org. Let NeighborWorks Waco open the door to homeownership for you and your family. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. 
No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Will Rigney struck out five of the six batters he faced to lead Baylor to a 6-0 win over Rice. The baseball Bears are now 6-11 and start conference play this weekend hosting Kansas State. Baylor softball is at home this afternoon, starting at 4, playing a doubleheader against South Dakota State. You can hear those games on Cool 101.3 FM. MCC softball is also home today for a conference doubleheader against Weatherford. First pitch at Bosque River Ballpark is 1 o'clock. The McLennan Highlanders, meanwhile, start conference play on the road at Weatherford. That doubleheader gets underway at 3 o'clock. The Cowboys have acquired cornerback Stephen Gilmore from the Colts for a fifth-round draft pick. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. Did you know? that or I'm going to look at all the seeds here a number 16 seed and I need to preface this by saying that I misspoke the other day saying that a 16 seed has upset a number one eight times the lowest seed in the NCAA tournament has won eight times but since tournament expansion happened in 1985 and the 16 seed was introduced it's only happened once well I tried to tell you that you did <laughs> you did and it happened in uh, 2018, the University of Maryland, Baltimore County became the first number 16 seed to upset number one, Virginia. And then they lost in the second round to number nine, Kansas State. So the furthest a number 16 seed has gotten is only past the first round. There you go. And the furthest a number 15 seed has gotten was to the Elite Eight. Last season, St. Peter's became the only number 15 seed in history to advance to the Elite Eight. The furthest a number 14 seed has gotten was in Chattanooga in 1997 and Cleveland State in 1986. They both reached the Sweet 16. And the number 13 seed, the furthest 13 seed has gotten, it happened six times where they've made it to the Sweet 16, the last being LaSalle University in 2013. 
the furthest number 12 seed has gotten is in 2002, the Missouri Tigers reached the Elite Eight. Number 11 seed, five number 11 seeds have made it to the Final Four. UCLA, UCLA did it two years ago. That was the latest team to do it. The furthest a number 10 seed has gotten was in 2016 when Syracuse reached the Final Four. And number 10 seed has also advanced to the Elite Eight eight times, which that was last, of course, Syracuse in 2016 as well. The furthest a number nine seed has gotten is to the Final Four, but it's only happened once. In 2013, Wichita State did it. The furthest a number eight seed has gotten is in the national championship. It's happened four times, with the latest being North Carolina last season. The only team to win the national championship from the number eight seed was Villanova in 1985. Who was the coach? Coach Massimino. Yeah, I knew that. Sure you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember that? No. You, you really don't remember that? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Good stuff. And the furthest a number seven seed has gotten, it's only happened once. In 2014, UConn became the first and only number seven seed to appear in the NCAA championship, and they took advantage of that, and they beat number eight, Kentucky. The furthest a number six seed has gotten is the NCAA championship game. It's happened twice, and the only team to win it was in 1988 when Kansas won the national championship, starting at the number six seed. And three number five seeds have reached as far as the championship game, with all three of them being runner-ups. And the farthest a number four seed have gotten... It's happened three times they made it to the championship game, and only one of those three won it, with it being the Arizona Wildcats in 1997. And then number three seeds have made it to the championship game ten times, sporting a 4-6 and six overall record. The last to do it was in 2019 when Texas Tech did it when they faced Virginia in the championship game. And as far as number two seeds go, they've reached the championship game a total of 13 times since expansion in 1985, and they've only won five of them, the last being in 2016 when Villanova won it from the number two seed. And then no surprise here, the number one seed has reached the championship game in 29 of the past 37 seasons, and 24 of those 29 teams have gone on to win the championship. And the latest, of course, being Kansas, who did it from the number one seed last season so that's how far every seed has gone in the ncaa tournament all right there you go did you know 758 it's a couple of minutes away from eight o'clock this is game time on espn central texas we'll talk about the cowboys and some of their activities we'll do that coming up in a couple of minutes yeah raleigh massimino I, i'm bored i'm a little surprised i thought i thought you know old raleigh pretty well no don't know him Sorry. <laughs> raleigh massimino Good stuff. All right, uh, 758. Uh, here's John Morris, the voice of the Bears, and he's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody's number check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat from Denver, Colorado, where Baylor men's basketball gets set to open NCAA tournament play on Friday. That and more straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Tad. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. 
because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Baylor basketball opening play in the NCAA tournament this weekend in Denver. Follow the Bears through March Madness with Pat and John here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Just as it's heating up on the courts, and so are the deals during Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Get a new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab with values up to $8,250 plus $500 to first responders. Or get 1.9% for 72 months. Pick from the best selection of brand new inventory in Central Texas. If we don't have exactly what you want, we can help you build the custom vehicle of your dreams. It's Ram Truck Month at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back on today's Baylor Sports Beat from Denver, Colorado. Baylor men's basketball flew in on the team charter last night. They'll practice today, go through interviews on Thursday, then open NCAA tournament play on Friday against Cal Santa Barbara. The Bears, a number three seed in the South region, will look to snap a short two-game losing skid that ended the regular season. Senior postman Flo Thamba asked how practice has been so far this week. I mean, this time, this time period, you can't really do too much. You know, you can't go out there and go crazy on, on, on practice because obviously, you know, you want to make sure the guys are healthy and ready to play the game. But... I feel like now it's more of a mental aspect of things, you know, paying attention to the detail, like I mentioned with Scout, you know, <clears throat> we've, our bodies are already well conditioned, you know, considering we enjoy the whole season. So just more paying attention to the smaller details, like where to be in certain situations and stuff like that. So just put a lot more emphasis on it because the reality is only one game is guaranteed. Lothamba and the Bears in action on Friday, taking on Cal Santa Barbara in their NCAA tournament opener here in Denver. We're on the air at 12 noon. It's a 12.30 tip-off central time for the Bears and the Gauchos on Friday, television on TNT. And the Baylor women leaving town this evening. They're headed for Stores, Connecticut. They'll open NCAA tournament play on Saturday at 4.30 against Alabama. Baylor baseball, big win last night at Baylor Ballpark. A 6-0 two-hit shutout of the Rice Owls. Will Rigney, the first of five Baylor pitchers, he got the win, and the Bears run their record to 6-11 on the season with the victory. They will open Big 12 Conference play this weekend at home, hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. And Baylor softball back in action tonight at Getterman Stadium, a recently scheduled doubleheader against South Dakota State. First pitch at 4 p.m. on the air at 345 on 101.3 FM this afternoon for a doubleheader between Baylor and South Dakota State. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Just after 8 o'clock on this a Wednesday morning. It is hump day, middle of the week, as uh, we got more basketball coming your way tonight. The uh, play-in games, or first four, I got I to gotta be correct, politically correct with 
playing games. Yeah. No, they are. They, I mean, that's what they are. They're playing games. All right, so uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit here, and let's talk about the Cowboys. I want to get your thoughts, and, and Ryan, you can chime in here as well, on what – let's start with what the Cowboys lost, and is it a great loss? And they First of all, they lose uh, uh, Luke Gifford, who is a special teams guy, and then they lose Noah Brown. Gifford's a big loss. Is he really? Yeah, he's a big loss. He was one of the special teams leaders. So that's they're going to have to find a a place to fill that hole, and about, it's and it's doable. But that's you know something you don't you don't always look for. And you know, backup linebacker and a guy that was a leader on special teams. They also lose Noah Brown. Mm-hmm. Big loss there for you. It is for me. I liked what they asked him to do. I thought he was, I thought he was a good complimentary. Four guy, five guy in the in the receiving core has good speed. I thought he could catch the football. I think he's easy replaceable in that four or five spot. Yeah, he Wait. was a he was a special guy, special teams guy too. Yeah, probably not as much last season, but not, not last year he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He that's where he that's where he got his opportunity is from yes. special teams. Uh, you're exactly right. So, but I, again, you know he's a number four, number five receiver. Yeah, those are. Easily filled in. And I just thought he, he had versatility that, you know, he could go back there. If you needed him to catch a punt, he could catch a punt. You needed him, you know, he, he did. He was able to do a lot of different things. He had 43 catches, 555 yards, three touchdowns. Yes, that offensive productivity can be replaced. I get that. But I just thought he was a nice player and was still developing. He was only in his, what, fifth year, something like that. So we'll see. Now, what they were able to do, and I, I – they signed Van Der Esch. They extended Van Der Esch, what, two-year deal? Mm-hmm. Two-year, $11 million. Was, is, is he, was he a guy you wanted to see yes. si- sign a two-year Absolutely. deal? 100%, yes. Why? Because he's the leader of that defense now. He's the guy that makes – he's the quarterback of your defense right now. Van Der Esch is an important piece to this, to this defense. He's a guy that doesn't stay healthy. Hmm? He doesn't. I mean – he stays healthy enough that I need him. I don't know that I give him a two-year deal. I, you know, if you, I would have put him on a. That's what the market asks, though. Yeah. Well, so he he's done. I, I like the fact that they they extended Wilson. Uh good player in the secondary. Did they did they overpay or was that pretty much market for for Wilson? It's about the market right now. It was like eight million per year for a three-year mm-hmm. contract. Yeah. And then what about the trade for the veteran Gilmore? I think that helps his defense immensely. That's a big move. Is he a, is he an immediate starter or is he coming oh. in to compete? No, he's, he's starting. He's a starter. Yeah. No doubt. He started all 16 games for the Colts last year. Only had two interceptions, but he had a really good coverage rating as well. He He's good. He He's aging, though. I think he turns 33 in September. Yeah, he he's, a, he's, a, he's what, in his 11th or 12th year? Yeah, but you bolstered that secondary up quite a bit. I mean – you're starting to button it up really well. What else is needed now for the Cowboys in free agency or re-signings? Is there anything that's pressing for the Cowboys right now? I, I still think you need a number two receiver. You need offensive guard. You need an edge rusher. Uh, you probably need another linebacker. Uh, and I'm not afraid of getting a running back. 
I think they're still working on trying to re-sign Balor as well. He had six sacks last year. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to work on getting him to a a good a good deal as well. Maybe another small one or two year deal. But if if they don't sign him, I think they go to the draft for that. Probably so. So you mentioned running back. So what if you if you draft a running back? Let's say they draft one late round. Who leaves? Well, I I think. The writing's on the wall for Zeke. I don't think Zeke's back. You don't think they figure out a way to redo his deal? I really don't. If you're going to draft a late-round guy? I mean, it's going to be interesting. If, if if Robinson's there at 23, I think you're crazy not taking him. They're not going to. Well, then that's... They, that, that's I mean, a, they put the tag on Pollard. That, they, that, that ship sailed. No, I, I don't think it has. I think you put the tag on Pollard as an insurance policy and you go get this kid. Well, you've just agreed to pay the guy $10 million. So that's an insurance policy. What if he What if he goes out and and that leg is not ready to go in, in when you get to training camp? I, I, I know they're saying point. that it is. Or in the first regular season game, he blows that wheel. Then what do you do? I totally get what you're saying, but I think by putting the tag on him. I don't think you ignore that position by putting the tag on him. No, I think what's happening right now is behind scenes that they're still negotiating a long-term deal with Tony Pollard. That Tony Pollard's their guy. Well, then they're making a mistake because if B. John Robinson is there, he's your guy. Not going to (laughs) argue. I mean, I really am not going to argue because I like the the guy, but – I think the actions that the Cowboys have shown us is that they're not going to draft in the early rounds a running back. Well, and that's that's fine. I again, from my perspective, that's a huge mistake. The question is for me is do they renegotiate his 22's contract? I'm sorry. <laughs> Not Emmett? You're going to get Emmett back? <laughs> I, I think we probably could. He could probably still play. Uh, Zeke, if, you know, if are you are you going to be able to satisfy him? I don't think the Cowboys want to satisfy him. To be honest, I think they're about to move on from him. Well, I would you know, not be shocked, and I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me a bit because I look the productivity the last couple of years hasn't been there. Well, but, that's that's but why I say you go get B. John Robinson and play him on his rookie contract through that seven years, and then once he's done, go get another one. That's the, where the running back position is nowadays. That's what Mike McCarthy did when he was a play caller in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he did. Well, again, I, I get what I you're both saying. I don't put all saying. my eggs in the basket with Tony Pollard. I get what both of you are saying. From the flip side of it, I'm saying, look at history. Look how long. Look what the Cowboys and the Jones family do. They're loyal Which hasn't to a worked. fault. I get it. Warden hadn't worked in 25 years. Okay, then then change. But they're not going to. You know that. Okay. Nothing's changed. Well, they're, then, they're then loyal. get ready, fans. You're not going to get a Super Bowl. Would you agree that they're loyal to a fault? They have been. So, I just don't know that that uh, that. That that's the you know that they're going to do anything, and I think that I think they're committed to Tony Pollard as their running back, and we'll we'll see. But 
again, if you if you do draft a running back mid to late rounds, somebody's got to go, don't they? Well, if you get one, that room becomes it, too crowded, doesn't it? No, I mean you've got to have three running backs right. on your roster. You've got one. You. What about Malik? Do you dump him? Yeah, I'd dump him if I got a decent running back. All right. Uh, let's see. A couple of notes here from the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, Grumpy says, uh, uh, let's see. Cowboys need a GM that holds coaches accountable. Stop, Grumpy. Stop, 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 stop. That's not happening. Not happening. How many years has this team not lived up to the quality of the players? Just, it's been forever. <laughs> I mean, you know that. We all know that. I mean, uh, let's see. Tim says, "With uh, for, I'm with Ward. If Robinson is there, the Cowboys need to take him. With Kellen Moore gone, does, uh, does Dallas run the ball more and they need more running backs? They should. Do they run the ball more? I don't know. I, maybe, maybe not. I just don't know that they're going to throw it. McCarthy's going to call that that mid-range pass play. They're going to throw the ball. Uh, you know, yes, I think he said he's talking about running the football more. There'll be a lot more play-action pass in McCarthy's offense. Yes, yes. I mean, and for I think, that to work, you got to run the ball. Sure, you do, and you got to be successful running the ball, and you got to be successful running the ball on early downs, and you got to be successful running the ball early in the game. What's that look like for the Cowboys? Is it a is it a new running back? I would. And again, I, I've said a million times, I do not argue with you. I just am questioning the Cowboys' leadership and their loyalty to their running backs. And they they they've signed Tony Pollard to the, you know, they've given him the the, the tag, the franchise tag, and, and it, you know, of course they can. What do they got until training camp to start a training camp to try to get a long-term deal done with him? Yeah, but why would you? I'm not giving him a long-term deal. Here's your franchise tag. Let's see what you do. Then if he falls on his face, we'll talk about it next year. All right. You're telling me what you would do. Mm-hmm. Your history of following this I don't, I don't care. You're asking my opinion on what I would do. What the Cowboys do is I'm, completely now, up now to them. Now I'm asking you what do you think happens. Well, it, it, who knows with Jerry Jones? I have no idea. You don't know what what side of the bed he's going to wake up on. I don't know. But if you want to be smart about what you're doing and you're going to make the changes that Steven said that the Cowboys need to make when he was at the Senior Bowl, then that's what you do is you let him play it out on the franchise tag and let's see just how healthy he is and what he can do for us in the future. You don't give him a long-term deal now coming off that injury. That's why they gave him the franchise tag. Because, hey, all right, we're going to take a chance on you. It's a $10 million chance, but we're not going to lock you down for a long-term deal. And I wouldn't. I want to see how that knee reacts. I get it. I they, mean, I, they, Surely they learned from last year what they did in the receiver position. Surely you jest. Well, i just saying. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I honestly believe that they're looking at a long-term deal with him. Well, I, I really then do. Then they're completely ignorant. I really think that they're they're in a, in a room right now, going, "Okay, here's the deal." Why would you give him a long-term deal? Because you think he's got five or six good years left you, in the you? tank, huh? Do you? I don't know. I mean, 
I, I don't know how injured he was, and I know that it was. It's you know the the the, the rehab is long. I get that, but she, it, I, why I, would you even tag him if you if, because there's it, a possibility he can help your offense, and you're not putting too many eggs in the basket. It's a smart move to tag him. It's only a one year deal. Then you can come back next year and say, okay, now we can go talk about a long-term deal after you perform. So you think this year he plays on the tag? I would. I wouldn't even talk to him about a long-term deal. If you don't, then if he's healthy, I don't care. He's out of here. I mean, because you've just insulted him by not negotiating. I don't care if I insult him. Well, I know that, but you you got to look at it from the player standpoint, too, and what they think in today's, in well, today's football. Okay, then if you're going to do that, you're letting you're – letting, their decisions make your decision for you. Have we seen that with this organization before? Sometimes, maybe, yeah. Okay. All right, uh, good stuff. I mean, look, I, you, you won't know what direction they go until they go in that direction. I, I mean, know. And that's what's fun about it. And that's what, you know, you, there's a couple of different paths. There's, well, there's actually about three different paths that they could take just at that position. Now, what they end up doing and what they have up their sleeve, who knows? But – we're going to find out. I mean, look. Again, in a perfect world, if I'm the Cowboys, I just say, you're playing on the tag. Get used to it. Prove yourself to me, and then we'll talk dollars after the season. And if – I don't know that he's going to be available. I don't think he will. But if Robinson's there at 23, you snatch him up. Would you trade up? If that's the guy you really want, would you do what you could to try to trade up and, and I, go grab him? I, I don't know. I don't I don't know that it's that big a where you have to fill that position with him. I, I don't know. But I think if he's available, you take him. Again, if he's available, he's the best player on the board at that point. And I've always been one. I know you have needs. But if there's a player that's the best player available on the board, bar none, you draft that kid, period. I don't care what position he plays. So you are a draft best player available as opposed to draft for need. Yes. That I agree with. We found one thing we can agree with. And, and look at the Cowboys' history. When they do draft for need, it hasn't worked out very well. No. Ugh. It hasn't worked out very well. Michael Charlton. Yeah, bingo. That's all you got to say. When T.J. Watt was on the board. And and when they draft for – when they draft best player available, they come up with a guy that's, you know, pretty good football player. Take a look at uh, your hybrid linebacker slash defensive end. Uh, He was best player available, and they went and got him. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were looking for a secondary guy. Wasn't there. Went and got him. Worked out pretty well. And and there's history of that. But them going after a need position, it just hasn't worked out. I mean, they're just not very good at that. Haven't been anyway. History says it hasn't. All right, uh, eight eighteen. Why do we get so spirited over the Cowboys? They're they're not relevant. They oh, but they are. <laughs> they haven't been relevant in twenty five years on the field. Uh, I, I heard a guy say they were really good last year. Their regular season record was good. Their postseason record, one and one, one and one, and it's about it, winning. It's the Dallas Cowboys. It is. I know, I know. As long as you got a star on the side of your helmet, you're relevant. All right. It is uh, eight nineteen, nineteen minutes after eight. All right, guys. Uh, it is. Uh, it's all about confidence. Confidence, knowing you will be ready to go when your when your partner is uh, 
is confident and ready to go. We're talking about uh, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients uh, as uh, Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable. And now they have, uh, in Blue Chew tablets, rather, are a, uh, tablets are a performance enhancement for the bedroom and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service with uh, uh, so no doctor's visits and no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. That's BlueChew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredients and strength for your prescription. And... Uh, and don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew is a chewable. The tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA, and they are and they are prepared and shipped direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So uh, if you uh, if you could benefit from extra confidence, then it's time to perform with Blue Chew. BlueChew.com. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Wilner and John Canzano. They got with the commissioner. And by the way, that's prompted me. I've now reached out to the Big 12 to try to get Brett your mark on. I mean, my gosh, if he's going to be doing Pac-12 podcast, Aaron, <laughs> right? he should be on our show. For goodness sakes, he should be on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship of Baylor. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I'm laying on the floor. Why? I am so fat from eating lunch. Why can't tacos be good for you? That is the mystery of the universe, isn't it? Well, the mystery is how did I eat that many tacos? I'm really plump. Well, I think uh, maybe the question of the day should be about foundation repair and not tacos. I like tacos. Okay, but we can help you with foundation repair. Or if you have tacos. So give us a call, 254-235-4922. I like extra cheese. Or fixitjimmy.com. And tacos. It's not even Tuesday. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre, state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They're now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians and welders. They offer great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location at 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. 
DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. Incommons Bank wants you to be the first to know about our newest rewards checking account, Mars Rewards. Mars Rewards goes beyond any other debit card-based rewards program by giving you exponential earning potential. We even reward you when your referred friends open a Mars Rewards account and use their debit card. Open your Mars Reward checking account, use your debit card, and get paid. Visit InCommonsBank.com Mars to view complete account requirements and open your free Mars Rewards checking account today. InCommons Bank, member FDIC. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. Eight twenty-five. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. A lot of spirited conversation about the Cowboys. We've talked NCAA basketball, the tournament. We got Jim Haller coming up at the bottom of the hour to talk more about the NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, we've touched base on some college baseball and softball. We've uh, we've covered the gamut here the first ninety minutes of the program. We're glad you're with us. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business, and we welcome into the program. As we do every morning at this time. <laughs> Thank you. It's I, I just get I'm accustomed to it now. <laughs> Snort. Go ahead. That has to come on its own. Oh, does it really? All right. We welcome Stephanie into the program. Uh, right. right now, we're all because we all kind of look a little sluggish. So we're all going to stand up and do some jumping jacks. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <sighs> you struggling? Bad. Bad back? So ba- Somebody give Stephanie a a tip for a bad back. Literally, I really do not want to go to the chiropractor because that hurts. (laughs) Every chiropractor (laughs) just went, no, it doesn't. Well, maybe not. I'm scared. Like, I'm scared. Now we're getting somewhere. I'm scared of the chiropractor. I'm scared of a doctor. I'm scared of the dentist. How about that needle that's about 16 inches long? Okay, see, that's what I mean. (laughs) I try to avoid all of that. And try to like, you know, kind of do self heal. Yeah. Doesn't so, work. yeah, I don't know. I got to do something. I don't know what so to you're do. You're a hypochondriac. No, I'm not a hypochondriac. Oh, he just called you out. I'm not a hypochondriac. Oh, did you hear a voice raise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm not one. I just I'm scared of those things. Just three things, and snakes and frogs. <laughs> Frogs. frogs. <laughs> I'm terrified of frogs. Are you really? Terrified of frogs. I don't Why? know that I've ever met anybody terrified of frogs. Terrified of frogs. I understand like poison dart frogs, but just a What rate. is a poison dart frog? 
Poisoned or frog. I don't even know what that is. I don't even want to uh, know what that is. They're on the islands you go to on the... A misfit toys? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> misfit. I, I don't, sorry. I'm sorry. I, did, I couldn't. I mean, it oh, was just... Y'all are making me sweat in here. It was just there, and I I would have felt bad if I wouldn't have gone there. <laughs> I mean, it was just there. Oh, my goodness. How could you not say it if it was It was just I know, but laid out on... <laughs> like how terrifying that thing I don't want to look. I don't want to look. I oh, will have nightmares. Now, that dart frog's a dude. You know, were you around here when they brought the snakes in the other day? I was in the building, and then I saw them coming. I left the building. Were you in the building? Yeah, I was here. He was here. We were all here. We were just hiding. <laughs> were, you, did, were you hanging out with them? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Our friends down the hallway did. Well, those That's are strange all them. dudes. Those oh, are my. strange dudes. And they can have it all. But speaking of things being scared of, uh huh. you guys like to go on these, well, war and I do. But you and Ryan like to go on cruises. You like to go yeah. parasailing yeah. to get in the ocean. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Well, I'm I'm terrified of the ocean. Do you as well. swim in the I'm, ocean? No. I only go up to my toes. Hang on. <laughs> so you only will walk in the water? Yes. Haven't you seen those little baby sharks that swim and can bite your toes? No, thank you. No, thank you. Or those crabs that crawl? No. Ooh, gross. So I came across, as I was miserable yesterday, ocean rowing. You know what that is? Ocean rowing. I'm going to guess you get in a boat and you row in the ocean. Exactly. I mean, it's just a thought. But it isn't like you go from like, you don't go 100 yards. You go completely across the ocean. Oh, like, yeah? Across. Like that. 100 lady. miles or more. It, yes. That, I was wondering if I, it was there to be, you know, anyway. Yeah, it, yes. It is more than 100 miles. How far is it? Like 3,000 something miles or more. It depends on which ocean you're crossing and in which direction, I think. Because think about it. <laughs> At the top of the earth, the continents, I think, are closer together than in the middle of the earth. Look at a look at one of those globe things. One of those globe it's things. It's a globe thing. You know, those round things you used to look at in school? They spin. And you would spin it and the yeah. teacher would say, oh, see, here's where Middle Asia is. Here's where Middle America Asia. is. And then you can see the water in between. Wow. Well, this month is also celebrating women, right? The first woman to cross an ocean was Kathleen Seville. She was she's from America and she did the Atlantic Ocean from Casablanca to Antigua in 1981. How long? Like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like 55 days. I mean, I don't even know where Casablanca is or Antigua, but just the two together sound like it's they're far apart. And that's in the, I know the Antigua is in the Atlantic. Isn't that down by the Caribbean and all that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so. You know what the fastest ocean row was? Uh, uh, no. Do you have that? No. No, maybe. In- it was crossing the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And it was 29 days, 14 hours, and 34 minutes in 2017-2018. Somebody actually did it that fast, really? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. It's like, do you wake up one morning and go, you know what, I think I just want to roll the, the Atlantic d- Ocean. I don't, but who does that? It's like I mean, 100 miles a day if it's 3,000 miles. But I know, but here's the thing. Do they have a motor on the ocean rowboat? No. no, it's rowing. They are the motor. I know, but I've seen where, you know... You know, like when you go fishing with Grandpa and there's a motor in the back and you still row? I don't know. Maybe they do. I don't I mean, I don't know. but there are some boats that they say that you can make 
You can do it like as a solo, doubles, have four people do it. And you can even have boats made specifically for a team to do it where you just alternate rowers and then you have like a deck underneath where you can sleep. No, that's not a bad deal. I wouldn't. I still wouldn't do it. But can you um, imagine if they got bad weather? That's what oh, I'm talking about. A little about. bitty rowboat. Oh. Did you ever see that movie, The Perfect Storm? Yeah, I have. Okay, what if that happens? So I'm thinking in my mind then that- you wouldn't catch any fish. Who wants to- ugh. They went fishing. Uh, true, uh, true. But I'm thinking in my mind, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it after you've studied the weather channel and the ocean and like what the weather's going to be, right? I'm studying the weather channel. <laughs> I'm all over it. Well, I'm just saying, right? You're not going to go, oh, during, what do you call it? Hurricane season. So it could be a little easier. But I thought it was kind of cool that the first woman to do it was in 1981, and her name was Kathleen Seville. It's kind of interesting, actually, if you look at it on YouTube. I wonder how it takes a long time to train. Cause Graham Walters is the oldest person to do it across the, in the Atlantic. Solo, by the way. Wow. Mm. No, see, I would. 72 years old. Just did it last year. I would not do it solo. What if something happened? I think when I'm 72, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, right. Okay. I want to see that. All right. Anyways. I would sell go. I would say go sell say, uh, <laughs> sell something, but I think what I'll say is go get better. Yeah, I know. Get my back fixed. Everything else that's wrong with me. <laughs> Anyways, right. y'all have a great day. Oh, we will. You Thanks. Too. Compared uh, to you, we will. I know. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. See you later. There's Stephanie from Sales. 8.33. This is game time. Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears opening Big 12 Conference play this weekend at Baylor Ballpark, hosting the Kansas State Wildcats. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor K-State Baseball. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. 
In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. This is the sound of someone taking a free test walk in personally fit arch supports at the Good Feet store. It's music to our ears. Just listen to Deidre. I would tiptoe out of bed because the pain would shoot up my heels. When I went to the Good Feet store, they allowed me to try on the arch supports, and I started sobbing because I had no pain. Stop by the Good Feet store for a free fitting and test walk today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. The Good Feet store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Will Rigney struck out five of the six batters he faced to lead Baylor to a 6-0 win over Rice. The baseball Bears are now 6-11 and start conference play this weekend hosting Kansas State. Baylor softball is at home this afternoon starting at 4, playing a doubleheader against South Dakota State. You can hear those games on Cool 101.3 FM. MCC softball is also home today for a conference doubleheader against Weatherford. First pitch at Bosque River Ballpark is 1 o'clock. The McLennan Highlanders, meanwhile, start conference play on the road at Weatherford. That doubleheader gets underway at 3 o'clock. The Cowboys have acquired cornerback Stephen Gilmore from the Colts for a fifth-round draft pick. They have also re-signed linebacker Leighton Vander Esch to a two-year deal worth $11 million. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com. All right, it's 8.37. Welcome back in. This is Game Time. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And we're joined now by Coach Jim Howder. Coach, good morning. Hey, right out of the box, should Thursday be a national holiday? I think it should have started last night, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those play-in games were pretty good. <laughs> it was good stuff. And yet a knockdown drag out in that second game, Coach. Well, I'm telling you, Pitt and Mississippi State, both really good teams. But I think we can just say that's indicative of the whole tournament. I think there's going to be a bunch of great games. Who is your Cinderella? Who has an opportunity to make the whole world turn their head? Well, Ward, you got about five minutes, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> Actually, we do. <laughs> there could be a bunch of Cinderella's this year. I, I tell you, I'm really excited. I, I've never gone into one of these tournaments so unsure of even who I think is going to make the Final Four. But I'll tell you a team that's not getting a whole lot of love that's pretty darn good, and they showed it last weekend against the University of Houston in the American Tournament. And that's Memphis. They they've got a lot of talent, and that Kendrick Davis, the guard they got that transferred from SMU, that's so good. He's playing lights out. And you know, in tournament time, great guards make a big difference. So I'm going to say Memphis is an eight seed, could be a Cinderella. But you can go right down the list, and you take a team like TCU, who's a six seed. Hey, if they're good enough to go to Lawrence, Kansas, and win by 23. You know, they can do anything. So there's just so many fun games to look forward to. I, personally, I'm looking forward to that uh, Oral Roberts-Duke game. You know, Oral Roberts, Paul Mills, the longtime 
system at Baylor. They've won 30 games. And, of course, they're a 12 seed against five Duke. But if you keep up with such things, I saw the betting line on that game is just six points. So, you know, let's go, man. I'm ready. The national holiday has started. (laughs) Hey, Coach, I know that they didn't have a great non-conference run. But they certainly had a great conference run. And we're talking about the Aggies. Do you feel the Aggies got the respect that they deserved? And I know, look, I, I wouldn't want to be on this committee. This is this is a difficult task, thankless job probably. But I just look at Texas A&M and go, hmm, really? Well, if you look at just their play in the SEC, it was phenomenal. And they would have been much better. But the, t- the committee always says it's the whole body of work. And, you look back and early in the season, and A&M lost to teams like Wofford. Mm-hmm. So they've got a few hiccups, but they're very, very good, and I think they could be one of those Cinderellas. They've got some pretty darn good players from right here in the state of Texas. You know, I mean, that Wade Taylor from up at Lancaster and, and the big guy uh, Julius Marble from Dallas Jesuit. I mean, they are good. They're really good. So, yeah, anything. I'm I'm personally looking forward to that uh, battle of A&M and Texas probably in the second round. Is Alabama the best basketball team heading into this tournament? Oh, I think they are <clears throat> talent-wise, and they've had the schedule. And, uh, you know, let's I tell you, I, I look at what teams do on the road and what they're capable of doing in the tournament and when Alabama went to the University of Houston and won at Hawthorne's Pavilion that told me they're pretty darn good so I would have to say they're the best team going in but it takes some good bounces and some luck along the way to make it to that championship unless you're like Taylor was in 21 and just so dominant defensively you just shut everybody down. We'll, we'll talk with Coach in a minute about the, the women's bracket. I want to continue with the men's bracket. Coach, we got seven Big 12 teams in the tournament and uh, a lot of twos and ones. And uh, Who has the, the best path to the Final Four out of the Big 12 teams? Oh, goodness. I don't think there's anything you could call a pass or an easy route. But I, I guess, really, if you look at the, at the brackets, Texas – uh, supposedly would maybe have an easier route, but I, you know, they'd have got to play a team like Texas A&M in the second round, but uh, there's no easy game, easy routes, I don't think, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if Texas made it to the regional final against Houston, and that would be really something to have two Texas teams playing to get to Houston for the final four. Do you see a scenario where you could see two Big 12 teams in the Final Four? I think they're good enough. It just is all about the matchups and staying healthy and who's got the depth. And, you know, with the three ball the way it is nowadays, some of these teams capable of making 12, 14 threes in a game, there's going to be some upsets because of teams that get really hot. But I do think it's it's possible that two teams, could, uh, Big 12 teams, could get to the Final Four. I sure hope they do. Jim, we were talking about it earlier in, in just the, the level of excitement for this event. Do, do you think it's because this thing goes over several weeks and you could talk about it, you know, when, when the games aren't being played on Tuesday and Wednesday and all that stuff? Is that why we all get so jazzed up for the month of March? 
Well, I think we all get jazzed up because there's so many different teams involved. It's fun to keep up with our so-called Cinderella's. It's fun to keep up with the teams and the conferences we follow most closely. And it's become, I mean, it is a national big time deal. And uh, it's, to me, it's just incredible everywhere you go. People are talking about it. I walked in my barber shop yesterday, and there was five people in there. When I walked in, all of them were talking about the, the March Madness starting, and it's just—it's incredible to me the excitement it creates. And I think the fact that there are so many brackets out there that people can enter and think they're going to win a couple of hundred bucks or whatever—that all goes into it. But it's just—I just think it's great. I get so excited and. I'm looking forward to just wearing my eyeballs out for three weeks. Can the Bears change their narrative with their defense and improve enough to make a run at this? I think the easy answer is yes, but they've got to prove it. Uh, I don't think it's so much that they don't have the desire to play well on defense. It's just I don't think they – have the rim protector to be really, really efficient when you have breakdowns out front. Flo Thamba is a good defensive player, but he's really better moving his feet and reacting, but he's not a real rim protector. And I think they've got to become, when you talk about defense, you're talking about defensive rebounding too. And this team, as good as they are normally on the offensive boards, not like they were against Iowa State in the Big 12 tournament, but they're good on the offensive boards, but just average on the defensive boards. If they get all that corrected in this week of practice leading up to their first game against Cal Santa Barbara, yeah, they can make a deep run. And I've seen a lot of so-called experts predicting Baylor to get to the regional championship game against Alabama. So that would be great if it happened. I want to get your thoughts, uh, first of all, over on the women's side real quick. Is everybody playing for second place? I mean, is it a clear-cut South Carolina championship? <laughs> I've never seen a more solid pick. I'm telling you, they are wow. really good. I watched them that day against Kim Mulkey's LSU team. and I mean, that was a dismantling deluxe. I mean, they beat LSU by 30, and uh, I think that – tells it all and they were so dominant in the southeastern conference tournament they just got it all she's a great coach but they've got great players that do exactly what Don Staley wants and I think you're right it's a it's an invitational tournament for second place out of the big 12 the teams that are there who do you think can make the deepest run is it Texas I'm a little bit leery of Texas right now I think Obviously, he's a great coach, and they've got some very good players, but their offensive firepower is lacking this year. I thought when you saw the Baylor women go down there and hold them to 53 points, that was a pretty good indicator of their lack of great offensive efficiency. Uh, they're good on defense, but I'll tell you what, the way Iowa State played against them in the Big 12 championship women's game, was very, very impressive. And I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Iowa State make the deepest run into the tournament for the women. Nikki Collins' group is going to head to Storrs, Connecticut, and uh, their first matchup is against Alabama. That should be a very entertaining basketball game right out of the box. 
Well, it's fun for a lot of us that keep up with women's basketball because the Alabama coach, Christy Curry, was the head coach at Texas Tech for 10 years. So we know how she likes to play, and they are a great three-point shooting team. If Baylor plays like they're capable of, and, you know, this team was very, very good in some road, road games this year. I think Baylor can and will beat Alabama. But then, of course, the big challenge playing UConn at stores, that's really, really tough. Uh, the, the Baylor women are going to get some good exposure. I see they're already their first games on ESPN, too. And then they're, I'm sure, they get to UConn, it'll be on the big ESPN. But uh, the, the, the Baylor women have a chance to pull some upsets. But uh, I would say that would be highly unlikely if they make it to the second round against UConn, who's now getting healthy and getting some of their best players back on the floor. Well, remember this, UConn, UConn's been to the women's final four, what, 15 years in a row. So they, they know how to do it. Coach, the party's begun. It's a lot of fun, and, and, and we all love March and, and look forward to, uh, to visiting with you again soon. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Thank you all. It's always fun. Let's enjoy it. Great in, time of the year. It is indeed. It is a great time of the year, March Madness. That's uh, Coach Jim Haller with us. Uh, and, and, again, uh, he's covered a lot of basketball this year. I've seen him on television a bunch working ball games. So, uh, good stuff there. 8.48, we're a dozen minutes away from 9 o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're alongside. We're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Baylor Bear Basketball from the NCAA Tournament on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Men's Basketball opening play in the NCAA Tournament Friday in Denver against Cal Santa Barbara. High noon for the countdown to tip-off. 12.30 tip-off Friday. Follow the Bears through the NCAA Tournament with Pat Nunley and John Morris. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Hey, if you are first responders, teachers, or farmers, after our guys give you a price, call me and I'll give you an extra discount for being a first responder, somebody that can teach us, feed us, or protect us. So thank you for all those people. Yes, thank you. So if you have any questions and about those your dogs that sniff out drugs, or if you have any questions about I your foundation, give us a call. Two five four two three five four nine two two. But there's a dog next to me right now, and he's not barking. Or Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles to choose from, and folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Will Rigney struck out five of the six batters he faced to lead Baylor to a 6-0 win over Rice. The baseball Bears are now 6-11 and start conference play this weekend hosting Kansas State. Baylor softball is at home this afternoon starting at 4, playing a doubleheader against South Dakota State. You can hear those games on Cool 101.3 FM. MCC softball is also home today for a conference doubleheader against Weatherford. First pitch at Bosque River Ballpark is 1 o'clock. The McLennan Highlanders, meanwhile, start conference play on the road at Weatherford. That doubleheader gets underway at 3 o'clock. The Cowboys have acquired quarterback Stephen Gilmore from the Colts for a fifth-round draft pick. They have also re-signed linebacker Leighton Vander Esch to a two-year deal worth $11 million. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on game time. All right, it's 8.52. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. We do have basketball coming your way uh, tonight uh, on True TV. It'll be FDU and Texas Southern, Nevada and Arizona State. You're going to be locked in on these? Yeah, I'll watch them. See what we got going on, and I don't know how locked in I'll be, but I'll watch. <laughs> you're you're not jazzed up about the the play in games, are you? I take them or leave them, like I said earlier. Are you jazzed up about them? You're not excited even for the Texas teams. Nope. I like I like supporting the Texas teams. Texas Southern plays today. Texas yeah. Southern is why, from. Why would you, you support them? You don't watch them all year long. It's just a different animal. I don't know. They are in Houston. Yes, you're right. They are in Houston. So. Yeah, you could have two Texas teams advance. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch NIT basketball than really in games. Yeah, you'd rather watch that a game yesterday. that's playing I'm, for sixty fifth place. Gonna, I'm going to watch the Oklahoma State Youngstown State game. Oklahoma State will boat race them. Good, they will. They'll win by twenty. They'll win by twenty. You're not jazzed up about Texas Southern and Farley Dickinson? Nope. Ah. <sighs> But Thursday you'll be locked in, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 11 o'clock. I mean, come on, man. Then they count. These don't count. Sure they count. They, they count to get there. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. Do they have like a – Just straw straws. <laughs> I wonder if they have like a, a charter flight waiting for them to get them to the next town. Oh, yeah. They, Out of they better. They give them two days to play, right? So they get – you know, if you played last night, you got today off, and then you'll play uh, on Thursday. And the winners tonight will get.
get tomorrow off and they'll play on Friday. Yeah, because A&M Commerce plays Alabama tomorrow at 145. <laughs> uh, A&M Commerce, A&M Corpus Christi. It's a lunchtime hoops game, man. How about that? One, Well, it's kind of late lunch, 145. But, I mean, the party begins at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. How do you not get all goose Maryland and West Virginia, tip it off. Let's go. Let's go. And I'm, I'm you know, we got to go hang out and watch it someplace Thursday. We got to pick a place and just go watch the first game together. I mean, have lunch or something. I mean, we should. All right. Uh, somebody invite us to lunch. 855. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, was, I was just saying. 855. That is going to do it for us. John's coming up at three today from Denver, I might add. From Denver. And uh, Matt Mosley coming your way at four o'clock this afternoon. John Morris. Not Lott, from Denver. Not from Denver. John Morris is brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts, Southwest Sports Medicine, Richard Carr, Buick, GMC Cadillac, and My Fuels. So I uh, look forward to uh, hearing from JMO on uh, uh, this afternoon at 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock Mountain Time, 2 o'clock Mountain Time from Denver, Colorado. So have fun. We'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas.